the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning in Houston, Texas, and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings and investments and your retirement. Uh, I don't know if we won't be talking Astros. We would like to. We'll be watching the Astros game. Hopefully, we'll be attending the World Series. Uh, it's exciting here for here in Houston, and um, so go Astros. The uh, you know the, the Max Out Savings Show. We are really all about savings, investments, and and your retirement. Our, our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. In the world today of of skyrocketing budget <laughs> budget deficits, uh, uh, reckless government spending, and uh, in, in, in general, uh, who knows what's going to happen next out there? I think it's more important forever ever to sit there to build up and continue to save money and build up wealth over the long term. Uh, take the take the the slow road uh, to building up wealth, in which is the more proven road, and. Uh, it, 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 it's save a minimum of t- of ten percent plus your company max. I saw some statistics from the Center for Retirement Research that uh, only ten percent of, of of the people in the world uh, right now, or, or not in the world, but in the United States, are saving for retirement, and, and that's disappointing. It was up from three uh, percent in uh, where was it right here. It was up from uh, thir- it was up uh, from 2013. It was at 12%. So we're starting to slip a little bit here, and and this is disappointing. Uh, but uh, yeah, 12% in 2013. So it's important to continue to save money. I, I, I tell you what, I really think that it, I don't think that's a a people are slowing down in their savings. I, I think this is a situation that shows you how hard pressed the middle class is in this country. Uh, it's very sad. Skyrocketing uh, Obamacare costs are draining away people's savings in in retirement uh, potential savings, it, and it's it, it, it's very frustrating. But continue to work and and to sit there, to to save money and to build up wealth over the long term. And there's just there's just no other way around it. Um, it's the important thing to do. Where where to start? Uh, back in. Uh, this week was the 30th anniversary of the crash of 1987. And uh, on that day, the market lost 22 and some change percent. And it was a complete disaster. People were utterly shocked. Uh, and the, I, you know, I remember that day very clearly. It, I, unlike most, I, I, it's really very different for me Uh or I was actually coming back from my honeymoon in uh, South America at the time, and 
And I, 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 I remember boarding the plane early in the morning, and and I was actually reading uh, uh, George Soros's book, The Alchemy of Finance, where he he talked about his theory of reflexivity, and uh, it, it was really interesting theory. And and I basically it, it, it's kind of the bedrock of what Soros does. And and here we are, thirty years later, and Soros is still around, stirring up trouble. But uh, so I'm reading the book on the plane and and uh, trying to get back into things and I, I touched down in Houston and and I, had, I remember heading up I-45 and hearing on the radio that the market was down uh, a couple hundred points and and it as I got to the office I think I got to the office at like one thirty or something you ever take a half an hour and and then the market just proceeds to just completely meltdown and everyone was in in shock uh i'll tell you what I, I was very fortunate our clients barely felt it at all uh it, it, about a year later or so the the uh the manager actually told me i was the only person in the firm myself and my partner whose business went up the next year uh it, 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 and what happened was is is one of my uh mentors actually my main mentor really was Mike Metz the great value investor and and Mike sat there one day and we were talking to him on the telephone and uh you know it's what what else could happen you know what what we look for the future and he proceeded to lay out the case for portfolio insurance how it was going to crash the market which is what exactly happened and and uh it 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 was it, you know we we believe I believed him at the time anything Mike said I just took his gospel he's the smartest investor I ever met and uh, a brilliant individual and and, and, and we were very for, but I really under the, the key was having an engineering degree I really understood what he was talking about and most people just had no idea and and it really goes back to investments really it's not about earnings typically on the stock market itself it's not about it, it's really about money flows. It's about interest rates in the flow of money. It really, and this is why we've had such a big jump up in the market is because the Federal Reserve has flooded money. But I wanted flooded the world with money, literally. It the, but I wanted to go back and take a look at what happened in nineteen around eighty seven. The year started out, the ten year bond was about a seven point one percent, and actually, it actually got close to seven percent. Uh, during the year, early early in the year, and then it started rising up, and it ultimately rose up to over ten percent on the ten year. Now, right now we're at about two point three percent, give or take, on the ten year. That was ten percent. So you could park your money in ten year treasury bills. Think about this, ten year treasury notes, and basically collect ten percent. Uh, I, I know that's hard to believe, but but that was the world at the time. In and and what happened is is the rates kept going up and the market kept going up and going up and the rates kept going up and people said well the market's going to go down but then it kept going up some more and it pushed everybody in and then it started weakening up the week before and then over the weekend Secretary uh, uh, Baker of Houston Texas actually said look you know we we're gonna the dollar we're gonna try to put the dollar is too high and be, because it was going up because interest rates were going up. And then uh, that was kind of the final thing. It, it was already weakening up and weakening up, starting to roll over, and and then it started going down. And then once it started going down, the portfolio insurance, which basically said, look, as it's, once the market goes down, we'll start selling ahead of it. 
and then we'll protect you. And then it, as it went further down, they had to sell more futures and more futures and more futures, and it kind of cascaded down, and the liquidity completely vanished. 30 years ago, give an example, 30 years ago, Today, when we go buy a block of stock, we, you know, we'll oftentimes buy blocks. Buy, we'll, we'll be in there buying. It depends. Sometimes we're buying 10% of the volume at the market during the hour. Sometimes it's we'll come in and just with 5,000 share blocks. And oftentimes it, the, 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 the price is $25 to 25 and a penny, 25 and two cents. So we're, the spread is one or two cents. Back then in 1987, the spreads were, if you were buying the stock, the, the the buy was $25 and the ask was 25 and an eighth, which is 12 and a half cents. Or sometimes it was 25 and a quarter, which is 25 cents. That was a big spread between the, the, the bid and the ask. And, 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 and when the liquidity dried up, it was even worse. In some cases, it was a dollar spread it, it, on $25 stocks and liquidity completely vanished from the market. The market collapsed 22 and a half percent, 22 point something percent. And it was a complete disaster. So if you had a million dollars in your IRA, uh, all of a sudden you had uh, $780,000 in your IRA and, uh, by the end of the day. And it, that does tremendous damage to people's savings. And, and, and it really shows you the, the importance of risk management. Uh, ultimately, uh, on Tuesday and Wednesday of that, or during the week, the the Federal Reserve people don't don't realize this, but the Federal Reserve, from what I've been told from pretty good sources, actually had to come in and they didn't know where the market was going to open up Tuesday. It started selling down a little bit Tuesday morning, and then and then all of a sudden a bid hit, which is most likely the Federal Reserve buying through Goldman Sachs in the futures market to stabilize the market. Came in and tried to stabilize it to prevent a complete collapse, and 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 so that's. That was sort of the situation, and, and, and it was the greatest crash in stock market history for a single day. Uh, the more dangerous ones are really where it keeps going down and down and down like it did in in 2008 and 2009, ultimately declining uh, 50-something percent, 55 percent or so, uh, which I think it was 57 percent, just a complete disaster uh, in, in, in the stock market, and those are actually more dangerous, but Looking at the world today, I, I really think what is misunderstood is risk. And, and, and we live in a world that is a creation of the Federal Reserve system. It, it, and it, we, we're not in a free market uh, capitalist system. We, we're kind of in, in this quasi-free market capitalist system with the Federal Reserve managing asset prices or have tried to. And, 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 and really, the outcome of has been a big push-up in stock prices – Massive uh, uh, mis misallocation of wealth, uh, overcapacity, and and really a a uh, a tremendous income disparity and wealth disparity in the country. The some of the worst it's ever been. It's never been this bad where where the wealthy did really well in the in the in the middle class, and the rest of them that their their percentage of the wealth in the country has been declining and declining. And this is really the work of the Federal Reserve, and. And so we live in this world today where where asset prices have been pushed up. Now the Federal Reserve is having to push back. And now I, th I think you're dealing with with more risk. Over the last couple of years, the Federal Reserve has laid out the case that, look, we're going to keep interest rates down low. 
Once we start raising rates, we're going to warn you six, nine months ahead of time. Then we're going to continue to warn you. And then if it doesn't look good, we might put it off again. And rates are going to stay low for probably a decade or two in the future. You have nothing to worry about. Rates are going to stay low into the future. And so that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but really not much. I mean, they've pretty much said that rates are going to stay low for years into the particularly long rates, years and years into the future. And so what's happening is everybody's going, hey, this is great. I can load up on debt at 2%. Rates are never going to go up. I don't have to ever worry about refinancing my debt. And so what we've got is a debt bubble in the country. And so debt levels have skyrocketed since the financial collapse. That's something we've never seen in the history of the United States. After every single financial panic, after every single uh, financial, 1929, uh, 1907, 1987, uh, 1980, uh, 1958, uh, 1937, the, the debt levels would, for years wouldn't come back up. It would be a decade or more before the debt levels would really, because people just got spooked and like, hey, uh, example, Houston, Texas real estate. In the 1980s, it wiped out half the people in real estate in the city. And, and to this day, Real estate people are much, much more cautious than in most other parts of the country because of it. Well, what happened is after the crash in two thousand in two thousand eight financial uh, uh, is basically a financial panic in where they had to the, the the Fed had to come in and rescue the financial system. The mistake they made is although Lehman Brothers went under and Bear Stearns went under. Everybody else got bailed out. All the executives stayed in their positions. Nobody got in any trouble. You know, people forget, in the 1929, they chased the head of, I, I want to say, the big uh, utility conglomerate. I forgot the name of it in the United States. They chased him down in Greece three or four years later. And this, this, was, this was nearly 100 years ago. I mean, p- back then, you know, the, the people had some responsibility they need, but not this time. So what happened since everybody got bailed out, the debt levels went up. Here we are today, new record highs in the stock market. all exciting. Things are looking great. It's blue sky forever. And uh, debt levels are high because you don't ever have to worry about paying back debt because the Federal Reserve has got your back. Okay, that's starting to change. Things are, are changing here. And I think there's a lot more risk. And, and what is being absolutely mispriced in this market. This is really the most important thing I want you to get across is risk. People are mispricing risk. Risk is, hey, what are my chances of making money or what are my chances of of maybe losing money? And and if if people think they have no chance of losing money, they become much more aggressive. And, And that in the world today, risk management is vastly underpriced. And, and, and that is a danger. We're going to talk about that and where that can lead next right after this quick break on the Max Out Saving Show and why it's important to your retirement. By the way, if you've got any questions or comments, this is a live show as always, 713-339-1070 here on the Max Out Saving Show. The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. 
you need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We are talking savings, investments, and your retirement. The uh, we, we talked about the importance of of, of uh, we're just talking about risk. Risk is mismanaged, and and what the situation is 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 that that people don't believe the market can go down. It, it, we, this market is really become and, and pretty much of a almost parabolic rally in here, and it's had no corrections over the last over a year now. And, and and everyone just keep, it keeps running up, running up, no matter what the news is. North Korea, Spain uh, pulling out of the, uh, Spain breaking up with Catalonia, uh, Brexit, uh, the uh, the uh, problems with GE. It does. I mean, it, it's really you could go on and on and on. Uh, it, 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 potential war with uh, Kurdistan with the oil, uh, with, with the uh, looking at that. Uh, looking uh looking around um really it, it, it it's almost nothing has affected this market uh the we didn't get the infrastructure build out we didn't get obamacare solved market didn't pay attention we finally got a budget passed the other day we looks like we weren't going to get tax uh tax reform now we might it was supposed to be this year it's going to be for next year market ignores everything in and in, in a market that ignores everything unless things are getting materially better but the problem with this market it's been it's been rising for a while and and and, and it, this isn't a market that, that has bottomed for years and with with low valuations this is a market with extremely high valuations if if you look at the market it, it's at the 97 per 6 per, one of the highest ever enterprise value to sales uh pe ratio enterprise to cash flow if you look price to book if you look at at the 
at the, at the different types of spreads. If you look at the uh, price to EBITDA, which is your cash flow, it's 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 at levels in 1999. It's an extremely expensive market. So. It, sometimes if you're at the bottom and things are cheap and things are getting – and the market keeps going up, you're saying it's getting worse. That means kind of the market sold off. It's a value and people are buying into it. When you see situations with record high prices, record high valuations across, across the board in many sectors and, it, and it, it's ignoring things, that's a time that typically is your blow-off top. It, and, and if you look at this market right now, the volume has not been there. It's a low-volume kind of melt up which is a very dangerous type of market and 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 i really think i i I think somewhere in here it's going to hit a wall this market is the most overvalued since 1955 over 60 years ago it has not been based on the rsi this overvalued yeah i I mean i'm just overbought which which it not valuation but overbought which simply means that that there's been so much buying, it it just keeps going up and it's overbought and you, these things tend to correct. This is, again, a 60-year thing. We talked about a couple of weeks back, your 50-year uh, lack of volatility in this market. It just keeps inching up, inching up, inching up. Uh, volume is, is not there. Uh, it's very, if you look at, at 07, if you look at 07, interesting enough, the market kind of made one final run into, into, uh, it kind of bottomed in a little bit in, in August and then made a run and topped in October of 07. It looks very similar. Then it went down from there. It looks very similar to that. But understand this is an extremely overbought market in, in, in just with a tremendous amount of risk in, in valuation. It's, and, and things aren't going well around the world. We have a trade wars. We've got problems with Mexico. We have problems with Canada. We have problems with China. And, and so... So I think there's a tremendous amount of risk in this market. And, and and everybody doesn't think it can possibly go down because it hasn't even corrected in the last year. That's the type of thing. That's when you get yourself in trouble, and that's when you get your, your big declines. Nobody can tell you when this thing is going to top, but when it does, it's not going to give people a chance to get out. It's going to be pretty vicious and, and, and brutal, and, and it's going to catch people off guard. And, and that's what the market does, and, and, and it doesn't act like – uh, normal situations, but but understand that this market has been driven up in the last nine years, not by a great economy. So we've had the worst. Think about this: we've had the worst GDP numbers in the last nine years of any nine-year or decade time frame in history. And 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 so, why did it go? Why did it go up? It went up because the Federal Reserve kept flooding system with money, pushing more money in the system, pushing up stock prices, basically uh, assuming that it was going to trickle down to the middle class and everyone was going to get rich if we could just make stock valuations go up. I mean, it basically was a modern day of the Dutch central bank pushing up tulip prices if they wanted to do that, claiming that this tulip boom was going to sit there and cause a boom and help everybody in the country. It didn't end well. You can't not. You cannot build an economy on free money and massive debt and expect you, – you can get it – you can jumpstart it. You can get it going. But a, a financial economy built on free, uh, on free money and unlimited debt eventually collapses upon itself, and that's the problem we're running into with the Federal Reserve. And that's what they never really understood. Rather than targeting asset prices – they should have targeted jobs. If they would have targeted jobs, they would have gone to Congress and demanded deregulation. They would have demanded income tax uh, 
uh, cuts. They would also demanded uh, investment tax credits. They would have demanded that the that that our politicians get tough with China in other countries that were stealing our jobs in Mexico, and said, "Look, we need jobs here. You guys have to protect the workers here and make sure it's a level playing field," which they did not do. And the Federal Reserve was mute on that point. They said nothing. Their strategy was, "Look, you can ship the jobs overseas. We'll cover for you. You can." Uh, you don't. We don't really need to try to invest in the United States. We don't need factories here. Instead, this is a service. <clears throat> this is a service economy, and with the service economy, we can just push up asset prices, and everyone's going to get rich. Well, it's it's been an abject failure, it, and and it's badly damaged the middle class. And, and this is so disappointing to see this happen. You know, I sponsored a. Uh, I was a co-sponsor of a uh, a fundraiser here for Van Taylor. <clears throat> He's running for Congress up in a uh, Dallas area. Uh, Van is is a great guy. I, I got to know him, and he's been a state senator for a while. I think one time no one even bothered running against the guy. It was like it never people never heard of that on both sides, Republican or Democrat. He, he's he's a Marine Corps veteran, uh, honest, decent, hardworking, phenomenally smart individual. And I started thinking about it. You know, Van was in the Marines. And in the Marines, as my son was, you don't ever leave anybody behind. That's the, the almost the cardinal rule of the Marines in the Armed Forces. You don't leave anybody behind. You stick together. You're a platoon. You're a group. And, and, and you, you stick together. And our politicians in Washington, D.C., and the elite class in particular up there, thought that, they, hey, they could sit there and grow the world economy uh, and, and move U.S. corporations overseas, and yet they left the working people behind. I mean, who? It's it's remarkable how. I mean, the the attitude of these people was just remarkable. Like their jobs and their futures didn't matter, and and you can say no, no, we we thought we, but just look at look at the complete collapse of of jobs and manufacturing jobs in the United States, and that's the only, and, and what they thought is is we'll lose the manufacturing jobs, we'll get the service jobs, we'll get the jobs overseas, and what they didn't realize is China was playing them for fools. China played the American government for fools. They realized they could give them a few, let a few companies in like Microsoft and GE into, into China, and then they could ship, they could basically hollow out the manufacturing base of the United States, which was the strongest in the world. And they did it by, not by cheating, by hacking, stealing technology. Uh, people went wild when the Russians hacked into something here at the government or whatever, and then the Chinese are flying around in stealth fighters that are exact copies of ours here, and nobody said anything. It, 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 it's remarkable. It, and so what we have is, it, you know, is China, in addition, they're not, they, 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 they don't have rules regulate. They don't have safety rules. They don't have pollution. This is the most polluting country on planet Earth. And they, and they, and they have pay no attention to the safety of their workers. They have, they have cheated. They have put up all types of, of quiet trade barriers, everything from, from having uh, Chinese companies having 41% to forcing American companies to trade away uh, their technology as, as, a, as a way to get into the country. They had to give them the technology to, uh, to out and out taxation, special taxes on foreigners. They had came up with one protective measure after another. It's a closed country for all practical purposes. And, we, and instead, we let them get away with it. And it's about time it stops. I mean, take a look at China. Understand who they are. And, and and so, anyway, so 
the world is now changing. Donald Trump is standing up to these people, and they're squealing like stuck pigs. And and the problem is, is the working people in this country who have to struggle every day are supporting them, and, and nobody can figure out why. Well, maybe they should go into the center of the country and ask people who have a middle-class and upper-middle-class income, including manufacturing workers, assembly line workers, doctors, lawyers, engineers, all types of people, and ask them how their life is. And, 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 and so— but the reason I bring this up and how this applies to your retirement, to your savings, to your investments is understand it's not real pretty out there. Things aren't going well in the market simply up because of the Federal Reserve has flooded the world with money. Now, Donald Trump is deregulating. Donald Trump is cutting taxes. Donald Trump is pushing for American factories back here. That's all very bullish. The question is, is that going to push the market higher or has the Fed with the money printing already pushed it up to the level it should be at that's going to be the big question and that's why we bring up the kind of the long-winded uh talk here today i i think based on the valuations and based on the the lack of of of, of volume in this market the lack of correction in this market <clears throat> it's a type of market you have to be very cautious and the start of our talk a few minutes ago was risk everybody is rushing to take additional risk in, 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 because they don't perceive any danger. When, 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 when people are basically ignoring risk, that's when you want to sit there and look at your risk more closely. When everybody is in panic-stricken and hiding out uh, because they're losing money or whatever, that's when they're willing to sell you things at good prices cheaply. That's when you take advantage of them. Right now, basically, we have the greater fool theory on Wall Street. Everybody's in there. They're all hanging on to this market. It's all going up. They're all excited. They all think they have one foot out the door, and they're all going to try to go out the door at the same time. That door is not very big. And Ryan, as you know, if we fill this, if this, if we produce, fill our studio up with people, the door is only four feet wide. They're not all going to be able to get through at the same time. Someone's going to get left behind. So that's what we're dealing with here. So anyway, uh, I, I, th- I think you do want to understand risk management. You want to have a risk management program on your portfolio, and I think you want to manage risk and be a little cautious up here, not get caught up in the uh, euphoria. Tell you what, if anyone has any questions or comments, give me a call here, uh, 713-339-1070. We'll take all phone calls unless you're a Yankees fan, and don't bother calling. Uh, And so uh, here we are. And uh, by the way, if you haven't gone to our website, maxoutsavings.com, that's maxoutsavings.com, you can sign up for the free report. we got some big changes coming up we're going to be announcing in the next week or two, Uh, really some real interesting things happening, uh, and uh, we'll be writing about those. But uh, I've got a report coming out here now, and uh, so you can get our free report. It's a free report. We we don't call you up. We don't bother you. We just send out the report. If you'd like to sit down with me and go over your financial situation, take a look at your retirement. If you're coming up on retirement or have an IRA rollover and need some help, go to the website. I'll be happy to sit down and show you how we manage money using our value investing approach to the stock and bond market at Max Out Savings Advisors. Let's take a call from Charles. Can we get Charles on? Is he there? Hey, Charles, how are you doing? Uh, fine, Ted. Uh, Ted, I got a question concerning uh, the housing market, specifically uh, where this thing is going. Uh, talking to, to some of the young co-workers, the millennials and all of that, uh, you know, a lot of these people are in apartments or whatever, and uh, 
Yeah. I, and and talking with them, I you know I was kind of quizzing them, saying, well, what do you you know do you think you're going to be buying a house or anything in the near future? And they said, absolutely not. They said that houses the it's it's the pricing is completely out of whack. And you know, and I've heard this from from several of these people. And look, and you know, I I pick up the newspaper like everybody else. And when you look at the Chronicle or whatever, I mean, the only homes you're really seeing there are in River Oaks and all for two and three million, and in you know up up north and whatever. And I'm thinking, what you know, I know this isn't just confined here to Houston. It's it's pretty much all over. What what in your opinion was responsible for the for the, uh, I guess, the rise in these prices over the last couple of decades. And do you, do you think it's more of a policy issue? Do you, because I guess the thing of it is, is uh, one of the guys was saying, he says, you know, these, these developers, they, they want to start building homes at three and 400000 And he says, you know, I'd like to know where these $150,000 homes are. He says, maybe they're by an EPA site or a or next to a refinery or something, he says. But I, I, he says, I just have never seen these homes. So uh, I'm just, I'd like your thoughts on that. Now, now, that look, Larry, I think, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Charles. I think this is a, uh, a really uh, very insightful. This is one of the problems out there. If you're a home builder, you want to build three, four, five hundred thousand dollar homes. Uh, the or uh, you know the a lot of these high rises are being sold to foreigners that are getting a citizenship by investing uh, half a million or a million dollars into into that uh, development and then they get a citizenship. Uh, of, uh, but but the problem is the, the the millennials have put off home buying. The theory is is they're going to start buying as they get married to get a family, want some more room. The problem is, as you point out, is there's not a lot of cheap hundred and fifty to. Uh, you know, hundred fifty thousand dollar homes out there, in, particularly in reasonably decent neighborhoods, and, and so I think uh, we're keeping it. We're looking at some some home builders. Home builders typically been a very cyclical business. I personally think, I, I think uh, that that affordable home buying is is really a real sweet spot. I, I, I think cities really need to get down with with with, with the home builders and, and come up with plans that that. They can build those cheaper homes with less regulation. Uh, th- th- this is a real problem is these people can't afford homes. Now, here's the interesting thing on this, Charles. In China, young people are flocking to buy homes like crazy, and they're just levering up to buy homes. And, and there's a massive uh, – I-, I think it takes like 50 years of income to pay off a home in China. It's some absurd wow. number. So. I mean, uh, and, and, and the other thing that's happened, and I've discussed this with uh, Jeb Henserling, chairman of uh, Congressman of uh, Financial Services Committee, he's the chairman, is the regulation to get a loan has just gotten to be ridiculous for most people. And, and we need to relax the regulation, uh, particularly for first-time home buyers, so they can afford to buy a home uh, and come up with special payments and different things like that. But the the real problem it goes back to lack of supply in the hundred say hundred to two hundred thousand dollar range on homes and they're having to build further and further out. I think right. the, the solution is are some of these. I'm seeing some smaller townhome projects with cheaper homes going up out there in, in inside, not inside the loop, but just outside the loop. They're real interesting, and I think the people that can do that have got a, a real win on their hands. 
Yeah. One one thing that uh, one other comment that they that they offered too was is they said you know with the price of the of, you know these these higher end homes, they said the other thing is is even you know they said you know some of them have you know have girlfriends whatever and then when you talk to them and and they were saying you know well, you know their uh, their occupation is this and that and you sit there and you look at them and and you, and and they, one of them said they said you know I can't even afford a tax on something like that. Uh, you know the property taxes being such, and then that's a, that seems to be another issue because the more expensive the home, the more the property tax. And I don't know why the the real estate lobbying effort hasn't done more to maybe try to get the state or whatever to to do something about the the property taxes because it seems to me, and to and to these other people, it just it's it you know if you could lower the tax burden on on the real estate burden. Uh, on this, they they probably would be able to, you know, uh, see a, a greater demand. But oh, yeah, you know, now, obviously, look. It's, it, 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 you know, you got a couple of factors working here, too. So Yeah, now, look, I, I was talking to someone this week, and they're, I don't know exactly where they're housed. I think it's actually was somewhere around River Oaks. And, and they're, they're like, look, we're selling our house. We're done. We cannot afford just these ridiculous taxes on this house. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, and that's the wealthy people. Keep in mind, and that's right. But look, this is a problem out there. But I think, I think that for the hundred to two hundred thousand, it's lack of supply. And what we've got to do is figure out. Uh, companies have got to figure out ways to, to to build that. Remember, we had the Levitt homes in the, in the fifties and sixties, and cities in particular need to find need to figure out ways to make it friendly for starter homes in for 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 you know middle class starter homes to be built in the city and instead all the cities want everybody building half a million dollar townhomes right right yeah and i i i personally don't see it because i, I you know unless Unless some of the people are fortunate, and I mean, you really have to be in a very low income thing to where you could qualify for something like uh, Habitat or Home for Hat, whatever that, whatever that Jimmy Carter program is. I mean, otherwise, the, there's a lot of millennials that are just shut out of this whole market. Yeah, the, the just, people, Charles, the people that are getting hurt in this country aren't the poor and aren't the rich. It's the middle class. Yeah, we have to everywhere we have to go. We have to work to improve it. Good call. Thank you. Right. Uh, tell you what, uh, let's take a quick call from Larry, and then we'll catch a quick break. Hey, Larry, how you doing? Howdy. I, I uh, had mutual funds in uh, all the good areas, you name it, the sector funds for Fidelity. Uh-huh. I had, I'd had them since the 80s and 90s. So about a month ago, I figured, you know, I've done well here. I sold. Uh, I still have a few individual stocks, but, but I sold a big hunk. <laughs> and right after that, this big leg we just had about the last month started. Oh my goodness, <laughs> I'm hurting over that. But you know, I, even though I sealed in my my gains, uh, do you think uh, it's going? I'm going to continue to lose out on what I got out of too quick? Uh, yeah. Look, uh, I think you will until the day this thing turns down, and then look out, and it'll probably be too late. I mean, I think. Look. The value it's kind of like this: if someone, if you've got a piece of property of someone, and, and let's say the the property's worth two hundred thousand dollars, and someone comes up and, and offers you a year later three hundred thousand dollars, mm-hmm. okay, well then you see the price. Someone puts the price up at three ten or three twenty. You think, oh, I missed out, but you made all that money. But the important thing too is understand is if the property collapses, it could go back to two hundred thousand, and and I think. I think you're going to have a pretty substantial sell-off in this market. I think it, it's overvalued, and 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 market tops make you think you're a complete fool for selling anything. 
and then until the day it falls apart. Right. Yeah, I, it, it's, it's scary the way it's just been going nothing but up. That scares me because I've been through the dot-com thing and the one in 2008, and uh, I've, I've been in the market since the early 80s, actually. I've seen the, thing, I've seen the 500 point drop, all that. I, I, it's scary, and, and that, I guess that's one reason I got out. I, I, it was scary, I mean, but then after that, it just started going straight up for the last month, you know, after that. But that's and, uh, usually the type of top. I tell you, that's a I top know. when it goes like that. But it makes you exactly. feel like you made a mistake. That's what I was afraid of. And anyway, I appreciate your advice. And uh, I actually moved a little bit of money, my 401k, back in to the market <laughs> to, to, to get in on a little bit of this rally here. But uh, it, not a whole lot. Yeah, I tell you, Larry, the other good one, too, is maybe target a few sectors you like or think are cheap or think that you really have a future. Right. Gotcha. Okay. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Larry. Yeah, hang in there with the cash. You'll get an opportunity. Tell you what, let's take a quick break right here on the Max Out Savings Show. We'll be right back. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. 
When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. We return now to the Max Out Savings Show. Here's Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings, investments, and your retirement. Uh, you got any questions or comments, give us a call at 713-339-1070. That's 713-339-1070. We'll get your questions answered. If you haven't gone to the website to sign up for the free report, we're sending it out this week, uh, talking about some of the issues we're talking about here. We're talking about the tax bill coming up. Uh, it's going to take a little longer than people think. By the way, uh, you know, really look for next year for this thing to final get finalized. But if we can just make progress, uh, that's sort of what we what we need to to see. Uh, I get I get some calls a minute ago about the the valuations. Again, looking at some of the valuations, the 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 trailing PE is twenty and a half. The average is sixteen in this market. The uh, if if you look at the uh, the Schiller PE is thirty. Uh, and, and the average is 16.8. Uh, price to book is 3.24 times. The average is 2.48. Uh, if you just really look at the at at these numbers, it, it it's pretty remarkable just how uh, how how high the market is compared to the average. The uh, uh, it, it, there's in, even some stuff. Uh, you know, looking at the uh, where is it? Somewhere I have it. I have the four the 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 Schiller PE. So, oh, the Cape adjusted is twenty six, which is some of the re- record high as well. Chat. So, let's take a call from Rocky. Hello, Rocky. Yes. Um, first of all, thank you for your show. Uh, I um, my call may kind of mirror the the last gentleman that okay. called about his worry of the market, but. I went through the 208, and I'm going to, uh, I recovered, of course, but I'm going to retire in 36 months, and I have a couple of questions. One, I would feel better if I could just take my 401k and put it in, I don't know, a money market or something, so I just don't have that worry yes. uh, of it dropping. And I'm wondering what your opinion on that is as far as what I could get into, transfer into, in order to Okay. What, what happens? Okay. All right. Let me yeah, stick with the phone. Uh, but you're breaking up a little bit. A couple things to, to answer the first part of the question is: if you're in your 401k, you're worried about the market. The, the most, the stable thing is the money market fund, or it's some kind of the stable, stable demand fund, money market fund, the cash fund. Uh, those type of uh, that there's some which is very short term money. That's the safest thing. You can also go to a short-term bond fund. Uh, look at your bond funds and the ones that are one or two years maturity. Those are, tend to be the safest. So you can, you'll can you pick up a little more interest there as well. So a short-term bond fund, uh, a money market fund. Uh, if you're worried, you know, wait, go take up, maybe take up uh, 30% cash if you're worried and, and put it in there. Put some money into the short-term bond fund. Uh, the, those are the, uh, if, they, if there's a treasury bill fund or a treasury uh, 
fund, that those are good, but look at those are your two safest things. You can still keep a little money in the market if you want to just to participate. Uh, for our clients, we have some we have investments in the market right now, but we're just we have a much higher level of cash than normal, and so that's that's how I would do it. It's really hard, Rocky, to do an uh, an on or off uh, uh, sell everything type of approach because the hardest thing is you'll never get back in. So so what you do is is you kind of do it on a piecemeal basis. Uh, I would take a look at those. Uh, I remember bonds and stocks. If the market has a big sell-off, then the bonds should do well, and, and so you kind of manage it out that way. And th- does that help there? Yes, it does. However, um, you know, I only have thirty-six months, and if it wouldn't it be reasonable to think that if it does drop, uh, I could just go back in and be. Yeah, no, that and that's why you want to have some higher cash levels now. I mean, it depends on what you're comfortable with. Go fifty percent cash or more. Put some in the in the bond funds and different because you can't predict exactly what's going to happen in the future. And that's what that that's why you want to want to have some things in the market. Now, to answer, so I, I really think if thirty six months away, if you particularly if you look, if you think, hey. Trump's going to get everything going. There's no problems. This market is going to double from here. Then you want to kind of stand. Here's the problem you got, Rocky. If 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 you're married, you and your spouse have a 50% chance that one of y'all lives in to be about close to 93 years old. So that's if, – if you're 65 and you're looking at another 30 years almost. And, and so you've got to grow that money. Let's say I, I go – here, here you got Rocky. You're going to get sixty thousand dollars a year from your from your IRA rollover income for life. You go, oh, this is great. I, well, the problem is, ten years from now, that sixty thousand might not be that much because inflation's come up. And then twenty years from now, that sixty thousand is you're in real big financial hurt. So what you have to do is grow the money over time. And, and so even though you're three years away from retirement, you might be thirty years away from when you finally quit needing the money and want to pass it on. That's a long time. So you're going to have to want to grow the money over time and be invested to some extent. So typically for our clients, we recommend a a, a group of stocks and bonds and some mutual funds uh, we put together to generate income and growth over the long term. And and typically you can take the, – the research I've seen is about 4.3%. We say about 4% a year and then grow that with inflation over time out of your plan. Now – some people will go, the best way to do it is an annuity. But what concerns me about annuity is two things. Uh, number one, annuities typically aren't ca- inflation adjusted. I think we're going to eventually get a big inflation. The debt levels in the country are skyrocketing at a trillion dollars a year. Eventually, this is going to somehow implode on us. And, and I worry an inflation could wipe out the assets of, of, of an annuity income. So I like to have stocks in particular, maybe some short-term bonds that will generate the income, but I get something back pretty quick and then I can uh, move it out. And I know that the stock investments will be worth money, even in a big inflation. Very good. Thank you for that insight, Ted. Okay. Take care, Rocky. Good luck. Uh, but yeah, that's, I mean, I think that's the world we live in today is, is we, we have to plan way into the future for this in, and, and and that's what you have to understand. Look, I think it was Warren Buffett made the comment, in baseball, you get three strikes, which means the balls come across, there's three good investments, and if you don't pick one, you're over. In, in the investment world, 
You just get one pitch after another pitch after another pitch until you decide the one you really want to swing at and take a hit at. So if the market's going up and you're in cash, there'll be something else coming down the way always. And so that's what you have to remember, particularly in a real hot market like this, kind of a blow off top. It seems like you should be all in. That's when you got to really have your guard up the most because it's going to, the market's going to convince everyone they have to be in or they're going to be in, they're missing out on the greatest thing in the world. And that's when the most danger happens. I think it's going to be very interesting. We have a lot of things happening. One thing to keep an eye on this week was, is really China has the five year, uh, five year annual. Uh, conference to pick the new leadership. They want everything to look good. That's ending next week, and the need for everything in China and the rest of the world to look good comes to an end then. That's going to be care- – so that that's kind of a, a, a point you got to be real cautious on. We'll watch and see what happens here. But in the interim, if, if, if we're going to send out our max out savings report talking a lot about this, it's a free report helping you save money, build up wealth. Just go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. And by the way, if you'd like help managing your retirement, your IRA rollover, come talk to us at Max Out Savings Advisors. We're value investors in the stock and bond market, and I'd like to help you out. It's maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. We'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. And remember our motto and our philosophy to save aggressively and invest conservatively. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioca on AM 1070. The answer. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.